0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذا سألك عبادي عني فإني قريب أجيب دعوة الداعي إذا دعان Al-Yastajibu li wal-Yu'minu bi la'allahum yarshudun Sadaqallahu al-Aweem.
1: Most respected of the brothers and elders, Allah tells countless ni'mat, countless bounties and blessings shower upon us at every moment sometimes we are given such situations which make us remember how much of the blessings of Allah Ta'ala we keep enjoying all the time. Right now we don't have the luxury of electricity and as a result the air conditioners are not in operation. So now we realize that how much sugar we should normally be making. When we have these bounties, when we do not have it, then we realize that, yes, what a great bounty this is. And when we don't have something, even then, we should be remembering the countless bounties that we still are enjoying. Very often, our mind only goes to the things that we don't have. And the innumerable things that we do have, our mind doesn't go through it and sugar is completely forgotten, it's only then the complaint of what we don't have. A few days ago one person asked for some advice, he wrote up to ask for some advice so part of that description of what he expressed was that I daily think of when my life will end and then Something beyond that, Allah forbid, that I sometimes contemplate suicide. One is just thinking, well, well, death, death will come. When death will come is one part of it. But then starting to contemplate suicide. But why? Well, I keep looking at others around and seeing what they are doing and how they are living it up and all the various things that they have, which I don't have and I cannot keep up with. So therefore I feel so down and so depressed. So what do you have? So well, what he has, after breaking it down, so he understood and realized that you are, perhaps you can categorize yourself as among those who are in the top maybe 10-15% of the world's population. So you are probably better off than more than 5 to 6 billion people starting off with the wealth of Iman and Deen and Islam and then all the other bounties, material bounties that you have, if you count all this and you consider all this, and think about the rest of the world, then you probably are better off than more, more more than five to six billion people. But yet we feel like I've got nothing. And probably the worst off person in dunya is myself. And therefore as a result, Person now starts feeling so down and so depressed. Whereas if one starts making sugar, there isn't enough time to fulfill the right of sugar. There's so much to make sugar for. Person can spend his whole life, he can't fulfill the sugar of one Naamat of Allah. Ta'ala. So, in any case, this is also this situation sometimes. I listen for us to remember the Naamats of Allah, Ta'ala, appreciate them, make sugar for them. And consider those who don't have them also. Nevertheless, the ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited, in the ayat Allah Ta'ala says to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, saalaka ibadi anni fa inni qareeb." That when my servants ask you about me, because somewhere, not sure, they came to ask Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Now they're just coming new into Islam, learning one day at a time. So they came in to ask, that is Allah Ta'ala very close to us we should whisper to him. Is Allah ta'ala very far away from us we should shout out to him. Allah ta'ala revealed the ayat of the Quran Sharif, in my servants inquire from you about me, for in me I am very close to them. Very close. This is not something to try and imagine with our thinking. The manner of closeness is beyond our imaginations and comprehension. But Allah Taala is extremely close. Allah Taala is closer to us than our jugular veins. ونحن أقرب إليه مِن حبلِ الوريد, meaning our own lives closer to that than that is Allah Ta'ala to us. He knows what is in the recesses of our heart. So Allah Taala says, "I'm very close." And أُجيب الدعوتَ الداعِ إذا Daan. I answer the call of the one calling out to me. Now throughout the world, we might not find any person who doesn't have a problem of some sort or the other. Everyone's got some problem. Somebody, some big problem, somebody a small problem, somebody in one particular manner, somebody in some other manner of problem. Nobody's without a problem. The dunya is a place of challenge. Dunya will never be jannat. So dunya is a place where there will be some issue or the other. But what Allah Ta'ala loves is that his servant humbles himself in front of him and elates himself. And he becomes a very humble slave in front of Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes some circumstances come about, some situations come about which really humble a person. A person who was feeling very high and mighty Nobody like me. and Suddenly something happens that suddenly makes him feel I am nobody. If that really happened, that as a result of whatever the circumstances were, a person felt now I am nobody, that was a very great favor from Allah Ta'ala. That that realization came. Now, this is what Allah Ta'ala loves. That a person totally humbles himself. He displays his need... I am completely in need of Allah Ta'ala. I am incapable of doing anything without Allah Ta'ala's help. And at every second, I am totally dependent on Him. To the extent that a person humbles himself in front of Allah Ta'ala, to that extent Allah Ta'ala elevates him. One pious person, one day somebody came and took his food away, whatever food he had for the day or... Somebody came and picked it up and took it away. And when he came, it was gone. So now there was nothing else to eat. That was the only thing available to eat. And that too was now gone. So he started crying. So now he's crying. So somebody saw him. They said, But now it's not such a serious matter. Inshallah something will come around. Are you crying, adult person? Are you crying over this? So everybody has a certain way of looking at things. His approach to the matter was, what if this went away because my Allah wants to see me cry. And he loves that I shed some tears in front of him. So therefore, I'm. that's what I... I can, inshallah, pull the day without this food. But Allah would be happy if I shed that tears to show my need. That's why I'm crying. I'm not crying because now I'm so disturbed about it that he got stolen, but Allah Ta'ala loves that I show my humility, that I am not somebody that is independent from Allah Ta'ala. So this dua is one of the things which in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala is saying, when my servants call out unto me, then I am very close to them, I answer the call of those who are calling out to me, This shows this humility of this insan. Mm-hmm. let alone ordinary insan, all the Ambiya alimu salatu salam, their lives were filled with dua. And who could have been anywhere close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, more than anybody else, his life was filled with dua. So if we really analyze our lives, analyze our situations, how often we are in some problem or the other, some difficulty, some need, But how often do we turn that towards du'a? How often have we resorted to begging Allah ta'ala? Very often the steps of asking from somebody, somebody else's help, that will happen first, trying to do this or trying to do that. But du'a, for our dini needs, person is battling to come right with something, acquire something in his life, Remove some wrong from his life. But dua doesn't really get made for that. For his dunya needs. Our mind goes to ten other, hundred other places, but dua as a by the way thing. And sometimes there are some really difficult situations, very testing situations, heartbreaking situations, but even there dua doesn't get made. But there isn't any dua that is more acceptable than at that time. And a person turns to Allah, he's already broken hearted. Allah says in the Hadith Qudsi, I am with the broken hearted. If you look at the lives of the Ambiya, when the greater difficulties came, there was that greater amount of dua. Rasulullah went to Taif, and what happened in Taif is well known. We have heard that incident over and over again. How Nabi wa was treated, how he was stoned till his body bled, and how he was treated in a very, very harsh manner. People mocking him, jeering him. But what became the culmination of this? That dua where Rasulullah wa raised his hands. Allahu ma inni وَقِلَّةَ حِيلَتِي وَهَوَانِي عَلَى النَّاسِ ya Allah, I place in front of you my complaint of my weakness. Whereas who could have been stronger than Rasulullah as well as in every respect, in his iman, in his deen, in his tawakkul in Allah tabaraka wa ta-ala. In every regard, nobody could come a fraction close. But Nabi is presenting his complete humility. دُعْفَ قُوَّتِ Allah is so weak. And the feebleness of my efforts and my whatever things I can try and do. وَحَوَانِي alam nas. And these people treated me in such a uh, humiliating manner. Allah, this is all my weakness. And then he starts pleading to Allah, wa ta'ala. But after that, there's so many things mentioned. Further, Nabi Wasallam says, "Illam takun bika fala ubali. Ya Allah, but if you are not displeased with me, then there's nothing to worry for me. Allah, whatever has happened has happened. But if you are pleased, then I got nothing to worry about. But nevertheless, gheira anna afiyatakahuali. Afiyataka Hia huwa sawli. Ya yeah Allah, but I still ask for your afiyat. I still ask that you give me safety, give me peace, give me protection. The effect of this dua, Allah sends down the angels. And if you want, we'll put these two mountains together and crush all these people. The effect of the Dua, instant that you have called unto us, this is now at your disposal. You decide and this will be done. Namis Lawson chose, no, 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 leave that. Inshallah, somebody from their progeny will come. These people have done what they've done. Somebody later will come through them to their progeny and he will bring iman in Allah wa Ta'ala. And that's what happened. So this was a very, very trying situation. But immediately dua. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam commanded to leave his wife and child in that barren place. No water, no food, no survival, means of survival. So he leaves them. The Allah Ta'ala commands. Very trying situation. But immediately he just moves away from their first thing. Dua. رَبِّ إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِنْ ذُرِّيَتِي بِوَادٍ غَيْرِذِي ذَرْعٍ عِنْدَ بَيْتِكَ الْمُحَرَّمِ رَبَّنَا لِيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاءِ فَجْعَلْ أَفْئِدَةً مِّنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ Allah, I've left my family here in this barren place. Near the house, the sacred house. Kaaba Sharif foundations were there. Near the sacred place. Ya Allah, so that they may establish Salah in their lives. Faj'al af'idatam minan nasi tahwi ilayhim. Ya Allah, you make the hearts of the people inclined towards them. Now this was a dua in a very trying condition. What was the effect of this dua? Up to this day. The Muslims obviously, Ibrahim is their forefather. And the respect is among the ulul azmi mina rusul. The respect that the Muslims have, Obviously. But even those who don't have iman the Jews, the Christians, everyone has this respect for Ibrahim a.s. And for his family. Ismail a.s. The dua that he made on this occasion. Ya Allah, you caused the fruits to come to them. He didn't make dua. Ya Allah, you make this a fertile land for them. Ya Allah, you make the fruits come to them. And to this day, the effect of that dua—that what fruit you won't get in your own country, that best fruit of your country you'll find in Makkah Sharif, Madina Sharif, in Hijaz—the fruit that doesn't grow anywhere near there, but will be there. And fruit is just the word samarat includes this, whatever is edible. Fruit is in a very broad sense everything that is required. Allah, all their needs, you grant it to them. لَعَلَّهُمْ yashkurun So that they may make shukr. So, Ambiya'ani, Salatul they are teaching us this manner of dealing with our situations. So, whatever it is, dua. Turn to Allah Ta'ala. That ta'alluq with Allah Ta'ala, that connection with Allah Ta'ala must keep increasing, must keep developing. That the person in every situation, every need, every hardship, every difficulty to Allah Ta'ala. <laughs> Yenus, salatu salam, gets swallowed by fish. the fish. Nabi says in the hadith-shareep, That this was his dua in the belly of the fish. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu and Nabi sallallahu says, What dua to Allah Ta'ala with this? Allah Ta'ala will answer his dua. And the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Taala mentions this. فَذَنُّونِ إِذَّهَبَ مُغَظِبًا فَظَنَّ أَلَّا عَلَيْهِ فَنَادَى فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ He called out in the darknesses, the darkness of the night, the darkness of the ocean, and the darkness of the belly of the fish. Darkness upon darkness, now he in the belly of the fish. Allah Taala allowed that belly, that fish to swallow him. But Allah Taala forbade that fish to do anything that will harm him. He is in the belly of the fish, but nothing, no, no harm is allowed to come to him. But in the belly of the fish Allah Ta'ala says, فَنَادَا Fi Allah ilaha illa anta Subhanaka inni He called out to Allah Ta'ala in this condition. Uh, this was a condition of a very major trial, trapped into this prison of the belly of the fish, inside the depths of the ocean. Allah Ta'ala is mentioning in the Quran Sharif for us for a lesson. And in these darknesses, we also are sometimes engulfed in so many darknesses. Financial darkness may be some social problem darkness, some domestic darkness, some darkness or the other, so many issues. But this is the solution that we are being taught in the Quran Sharif. Allah ilaha illa anta subhanak, Ya Allah there is none worthy of worship but you. You are free of every blemish. Inni <speaking> in kuntum <Hebrew> Were masum, sinless. But despite being sinless, they regarded themselves as blameworthy. For themselves, they regarded themselves as like, Allah, I am the one that has committed wrong. But as he did no wrong, it was a mistake, it was an oversight. We make blatant wrongs, we do blatant things, and we still have some way of trying to wish it away. We still will have something to try and just uh, cover it up in some way or the other rather than acknowledge that what I did was wrong and what I did was wrong so I must repent for it I must ask Allah Taala's forgiveness if I have wronged the makhluk of Allah Taala. must ask their forgiveness not to cover up the wrong covering up the wrong will just compound it will just make it more severe more intense so Allah Ta'ala relates this in the Quran Sharif he called out to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says alahu. we answered his call we answered his call, وَنَجْجَيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْغَمْ And we gave him relief from this grief. It doesn't stop there. We brought him out of all these darknesses, that what he was calling out to us from. And this prison of that belly of the fish, we brought him out from there. And we gave him relief from this grief. Allah Ta'ala says, This was not confined to him. We gave him this relief, وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ We'll give this relief to the believers But they must first call to us. They must show their needs. They must show their humility. They must show that they are truly, desperately in need. Allah says, وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِ minin. So this dua, turning to Allah, this has to become part and parcel of our lives daily there should be dedicated time for du'a to beg Allah's help to beg his assistance in every matter of ours for our needs of deen for our progress in deen and for our dunya also in one hadith sharif, in Tirmizi sharif Rasulullah sallallahu explains the method of asking Allah which is called du'a ul haja the du'a of need that how does a person go to, go about asking Allah Ta'ala? One is now in a casual manner, uh, person is saying something, and he doesn't know what he's saying also, he's just mind is somewhere else, and he's just rattling something off without thinking what he's saying. So that's not the dua that's going to be opening out the treasures of Allah Ta'ala for us. The dua that is required is a dua that comes from the depth of the heart. And doing it in a way that has, he has enhanced that dua. So in this particular hadith sharif which is known as which teaches us Dua Al-Haja Rasulullah says the person who has any need from Allah Ta'ala or any need from any servant of Allah Ta'ala primarily Allah alone is the provider but sometimes the means will be somebody Allah will provide via somebody. So now outwardly we have this dependency on the level of asbab Real dependency is Allah Ta'ala alone. But in a limited sense, on the level of asbab and means, there is this kind of dependency. Somebody needs this from somebody, somebody from the other person. So Nabi Salaam says, first he must do this. Whoever has some needs, the first thing to do, yatawadda First go and perform wudu. It doesn't say that if you have wudu, don't no need to do it. It's still, go and make the wudu first. Go ahead, make the wudu because everything to enhance this du'a must be done. To make it truly effective. Go ahead, make wudu. And how must make the wudu? fal And make the wudu very perfectly. Now this is the lesson to learn from all this. That the whole, this is all the, the preliminary things to do before the du'a. Because of that importance of what he wants to do. Now a person has got something very important to do. There's so much preparation he does before that. There's a nikah. That nikah is very simple. That nikah takes that ijab and qawr and khutbah and the proposal and acceptance. Everything can happen in less than five minutes. But there's hours, forget hours, days, weeks, months of preparation beforehand. Not that all that preparation is in any way all good and valid. Because much of it is Allah forbid. Taking us further away from Allah ta'ala and distancing us from Him and earning His wrath. But nevertheless, the point is that for anything that we do of some importance, there's so much of preparation in advance. We are being taught the same lesson here. That dua, you're going to make dua to Allah ta'ala. You're going to beg of Him. There's so much to do before that. You've got to make wudu first. And just, anyhow, wudu, no. Make a very perfect wudu. Thereafter, then make two rakats of salah. So now to perform two rakats of salah. Dua is what he wants to make. But now this is the procedure. Make that wudu, make it very well, thoroughly. (coughs) Then perform two rakats of salah. In one hadith it is also mentioned that in that salah, he does not communicate or converse with anyone but Allah Ta'ala. His heart and soul is in that Salah. After the Salah, Then praise Allah Ta'ala. Whatever praises of Allah Ta'ala, he can praise Allah Ta'ala in how many ways. Suratul fatiha itself is the very simple dua which is the greatest praise of Allah Ta'ala. Because the Qur'an Shari commences with it. What can exceed that in praising Allah Ta'ala? Suratul Fatiha. Any other Sana and praise of Allah Ta'ala. While you salli ala Rasulihi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then, after having praised Allah Ta'ala to recite durood upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And after having recited durood upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then he recites this du'a. This du'a which is recorded in Tirmizi Sharif and various other books of hadith where Rasulullah teaches this sahabi Ibn Abi Ofa, ta'ala, that then you recite this now this is the dua ul that to first recite this and then ask what he needs to ask so, this is a very simple dua but filled with meaning la ilaha illallah al-halimul kareem is none worthy of worship but Allah ta'ala al halim Allah Ta'ala is Halim, Halim, that being who doesn't punish quickly. لا يعجن بالعقوبة. Want what his servants do. Allah Ta'ala's clemency, his tolerance. Allah Ta'ala sees his servants doing so many blatant sins, but gives them respite. One time, two times, ten times. Allah Ta'ala gives respite. But then sometimes a person then Gets deceived by the respite, he takes that as a license to carry on. So then he gets so much of rope he hangs himself with that same respite. But Allah t'ala gives abundant respite. La ilaha illallah al-Kareem. Kareem. Kareem al-istihqaq wal minna. Kareem is that being who grants without somebody deserving it. Didn't deserve it. And unlike our situation, sometimes we gave somebody something, then in some way or the other, we'll remind the person also, I did this favor for you. It might not be so straightforward, but in some subtle way or the other, we'll make the person keep remembering, I did this for you. I gave you this, and I took you here, and I did that. Allah Ta'ala grants without deserving, Allah Ta'ala doesn't remind of His favors to anybody. In that sense that, well, I did this for you, so... Allah Ta'ala did everything for us. So la ilaha halimul kareem. Subhanallah Rabbil arshil azim. Glory be to Allah Ta'ala. The Rabb of the great arsh the great throne. The description of this throne is in the hadith. Of what's beyond our comprehension and imagination. This is Allah Ta'ala's qudrat. Allah Ta'ala is not in need of any such makhlukat. This is just to show Allah Ta'ala's qudrat. La ilaha illallah subhan- rabbil arshil azim nas'aluka mujibati rahmatik Now this person has some need which is going to ask at the end but now there's so much is being taught in this dua and this is the great beauty of the duas that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi taught it is dua it is ta'lim it teaches us so many lessons nas'aluka mujibati rahmatik ya allah we ask for you ask of you Of those means that bring down your rahmat. And we are being taught that think about those means. What brings down Allah Ta'ala's rahmat? Allah, we beg of you to grant us that tawfiq to undertake those means that bring down your rahmat. Now, what is it that brings down Allah Ta'ala's rahmat? It's what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. All the righteous actions, whatever good a person does. Whatever good he does in terms of ibadat, in terms of being good to people, being good to the creation of Allah Taala, so ya Allah, you give me that ability and that tawfiq to constantly do those things that become the means of gaining your rahmat, mujabatir rahmatik, wa azaima maghfiratik Allah, those things that truly bring down your forgiveness, azaim, azima, something that is very very strong, emphasized. Ya Allah, such things which will secure my forgiveness. So one is a person just goes about something in a very, very, like half-hearted manner. Ya Allah, give me the topic of doing that in such a way. What I'm supposed to do, my salah, my ibadah, fasting, whatever, in such a wonderful manner that that secures your maqfarat. Other is just going about it in a by, by the way manner. Oh no, ya Allah, I want to do it in a way that secures your maghfirat Azai ma وَالْغَنِيمَةَ مِنْ كُلِّ بِرْ غنيمة, the word غَنِيمَ is used in the sense of spoils of war the booty when an army has gone into war and now they defeated the enemy and they captured their wealth so that wealth is booty, spoils of war it's among the most halal wealth then now that's where this word is used غَنِيمَة, the spoils of war so here what is being said, Well, Ghanimata in kulli bir. What this refers to is, Ya Allah, I want the opportunity to do every good. Every small and big good. Ya Allah, don't deprive me of anything. This Ghanima, because there's a constant war between the forces of the ruh and the soul and on the other side the force of the nafs. So now when the ruh overpowers the nafs, this is the Ghanima that it receives. This is the spoils of war, so to say, so to speak. That now that Tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala comes, that because the rule overpowered the nafs, now he can do the righteous actions. Now he can make sajda to Allah Ta'ala. Now he can pick the Qur'an Sharif. Now he can say SubhanAllah. It goes the other way around. Then even in the month of Ramadan too, the person will be doing some haram. On the day of Juma also, he'll be doing something that's far away from Allah Ta'ala's rahmat. So... وَالْغَنِيمَةَ min kulli bir Ya Allah, whatever righteous action, Ya Allah, do not let me get deprived from it. Many a times our thinking is just, well, I perform my farz, wajib, I've done too much already. Okay, sunnat i that that's okay, you have to do it, so let me do the sunnat i And then under that mustahab, well, it's mustahab. And nafil, well, nafil means mazli vidad. Whereas, all this is part of that birr. One is a person now didn't have that opportunity at that time he didn't have the opportunity but so often that opportunity is there or we can try and make it but it's just led to bypass without any concern. At that time the person well I made the first already I performed my wajib as well I even made the sunnat mohkada sunnat gher mohkada well it's gher mohkada if supposing somebody had to just suddenly come and start dishing out some notes. Now he's throwing it, after Nikah sometimes, they dish out the dates now, they just, so now somebody started dishing out notes like that. Now all kinds of notes, 200, 150. 50. Now somebody now managed to get, grab a handful of now, 200 rand notes, so he already got so many, but there's still 1, 2, 10 grand notes coming in the way. The chances are, 99 or 100, they're going to take that, too. why let this go? See so if you think but your other hand is already full with two hundred grand notes, you say but this is ten grand Ru. And if that person started throwing some five grand coins, why so let this go too That we won't let anything go. So for Dunya, if the person now suddenly heard one cling out of his pocket, he was taking something out, and something just clanged now, he realized one coin fell down. He's gonna look for it. Because that's, nevertheless, he's his money. So for dunya, despite having that forget handful, that bank full of notes, but that ten rand also, many people live by that. They say you look after the pennies, then the pounds will look after themselves. So now you want to look after all the pennies. So for dunya, we want to look after the pennies also. We want to try and acquire every penny, because in all these pennies are what makes up the pounds. But for deen, we start over the top. Well, I already did this, so the rest of the bottom, no need to do it. Whereas, it is the sunnats that protect the Farais, And it is the mustahabbat and nawafil that protect the sunnats. If a person is constant on his sunnats, for example, the sunnate muakkadah, sunnate gher muakkadah, it's very, very unlikely that he will miss his faraiz. But if a person is very, very... Like Lackadaisical about his sunnah, sometimes he made it, sometimes he didn't make it, there's a good chance sometimes he missed his fars also. And a person who's very conscious about making his nawafil also, it's highly unlikely that he even missed his sunnah ghair makkada. Because he's conscious about even the nawafil, so if he has the opportunity to make the sunnah-e-ghair-mukkada, he's going to miss it out. And he'll try to make it. So the mustahabbat the Nawafil, these look after the Sunnats, and the Sunnats protect the Farais. And that is why, when a person starts trivializing the Sunnats, he'll miss the Farais out. The person says, "Well, Salah with Jama'ah." Not serious now. Jama'ah. If I don't go sometimes, it's fine. The chances will be that he sometimes misses Salah also. But he's very careful about his Salah with Jama'ah. Perhaps sometimes that might get missed, but he'll be very concerned and grieved over that. He'll make sure he makes his Salah. So Allah give me that opportunity and the tawfiq to do every righteous action we don't know which one would get counted in the court of Allah the wife of Harun Rashid Zubaydah after she passed away so somebody saw her in a dream they asked her how did things go with you so now she was a person who had done tremendous work especially in the uh, in the relief for the people and charitable work, she had built the Nahar Zubaydah, the canal, all the way from Baghdad to Makkah Mukarrama. It was a monumental task and a real engineering feat of that time. In order to provide fresh water for the Hujjaj, which was not available in Makkah Mukarramah in abundance. So she did all this. Now the person saw her in the dream and he asked her that, how did things go with you? She said, Allah Allah forgave me. She said, was it because of all this charitable work no, it's because of some intentions that I used to keep in my heart which nobody ever knew about. Some intentions, some very sincere intentions. That intentions got accepted by Allah. Ta'ala. Imam Abu Zura'a Razi, Rahimahullah, great muhaddis, such a great muhaddis, just to understand his caliber, we understand Imam Muslim, Rahmatullahi, Muslim Sharif, the Hadith Kitab, when he completed the compilation of Muslim Sharif, he went to Imam Abu Zura'a razi as his Ustad, and he says, you please check this for me. And if anything, you find anything not in order here, then you indicate and I will remove it. Any hadith which is not of that, that, cal- uh, that category, and of that level of authenticity, which I am trying to maintain in this book, then you indicate it. Now that is the caliber of this personality. And... An amazing thing was at the time when he was now on his last moments. So some muhaddiseen had come to now pay their respects and they realized now he's in his last moments. So now they want to make talqeen. When a person is in his last moments then you make talqeen by reciting the kalimah get him to also recite the kalimah. Now they are thinking such a great personality, such a great muhaddis. How do we who are his mere students, how do we make talqin of such a great person? But talqin is Sunnah also. But when a person is truly trying to do something in the right way, in the best way, Allah Ta'ala opens out in his heart, how to do it. So now these two muhaddiseen were sitting there, so one of them started off. He says, so and so related this hadith to me. And I started relating one hadith, and the, previously in that time they would relate the whole chain of narration. I heard it from so and so, he heard it from so and so, and he heard it from so and so, all the way right up to Rasulullah. So he started narrating his chain of narration, Hadda Sanaa Bundar, and then he carried on, and Mu'adh ibn Jabalin radiallahu and he stopped. So then the second muhaddith was there, he started narrating his chain of narration for the same hadith. And he also came up to Az. Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu and he stopped. When he stopped, no, Imam Abu Zura Razi, was in that last moments of life. But he opened his eyes. He was listening in some way. He opened his eyes. And he started narrating his sanad, his chain of narration. So-and-so narrated to me. He said that so-and-so narrated to him. And he came all the way to ibn, Mu'az ibn Jabal. And Mu'az ibn Jabal in sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Man kaana akhiru kalamihi la ilaha illallah. Now the Hadith Sharif states, Man كَانَ akhiru كَلَامِهِ la ilaha illallah, اللَّهِ khalal jannah. That the person whose last words are la ilaha illallah, ilanta Jannah. So now these people started off reciting this Hadith but came only to the end of the chain of narration and stopped. So he picked it up from there. He narrated his chain of narration and he continued narrating the Hadith. Man kaana akhiru kalamihi la ilaha illallah. He reached up to this point, and his rule left. He passed away. The in states that he recited half the hadith and he said it verbally, and the other half of the hadith he he conveyed it practically. He went away to Jannah. So somebody saw him in a dream after he passed away. That how did things go for you? He said, "MashaAllah, Allah Taala forgave me. It must have been these thousands of ahadis that you wrote." So he says, "One day I was busy writing hadith." And I had put the ink into the ink pot, the, the pen into the ink pot, the reed pen. I put it into the ink pot now. Those days that's how it happened. They put the pen into the import and then it would be soaked with ink and then it would write until it dried up and they put it back in. So I had just pulled a reed pen out of the ink pot and one fly came and sat on that ink that was on the tub. So I thought to myself that this seems like a thirsty animal right now. Let it. how much he's going to drink out of this so I held that pen for a while and let this drink what he wanted to drink for that few moments and then it flew away and I carried on writing so I was forgiven on that account it doesn't mean that all the rest of his deeds went in vain but this was something that was given special acceptance this was given something something very special acceptance like this became the cherry on the top so we don't know which one, which particular action, when that would be come the means of our mahsirat, our forgiveness. So Matamin wa matamin kulli, ism. Ya Allah give me safety from every sin. La ta da'ala na illa don't leave any sin of mine except that you forgive it. Wallah hamman illa Ya Allah any grief, don't leave any grief except that you grant relief out of it. وَلَا حَاجَتًا هِيَ لَكَ رِبًا إِلَّا قَدَيْتَهَا يَا أَرْحَمَ rahim. Ya Allah, whatever need I have, which is within the limits of your pleasure. You mean, I'm not asking for some need that earns your displeasure. Something that is within the limits of your sharia. Ya Allah, you grant it to me. Nabi Islam says, the person recites this dua, he performed that wudu, performed it very well, performed the two rakat salah, and he, with his heart and soul in it, and then he made he hymned the praises of allah wa ta'ala and then durood upon rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and then he recited this dua and then he presented his need allah ta'ala will certainly grant that need to him so this is that very very clear path that rasulullah sallallahu wasallam has taught us, the solution to all our issues but we have to turn to allah wa ta'ala then after a person has done whatever he has done he submits himself wholeheartedly to Allah ta'ala, Raza Bil الْقَضَى whatever Allah ta'ala wants for him but having done what he has done Allah ta'ala will grant him sometimes better than what he has expected which form it will come in that might be totally not understandable that this is linked to that 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 good that came was as a result of this dua that was made I was asking for A and I got this uh, J in place of it you won't even be able to make that link out he won't be able to link it up, but that's great. Good sometimes came as a result of this dua. He asked for this, but he got something far better, which he doesn't realize how oh, that's better for him. But Allah ta'ala knows what's better for him. So this dua must become part and parcel of our lives to beg from Allah wa Taala to sincerely seek His help in everything. Dua for ourselves, dua for our families, dua for our communities, dua for the entire ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu and how desperately is the ummah in need of dua throughout the world, whatever the conditions are we are well aware of so we should make this a part of our dua daily and dua for all the work of deen that's taking place we can probably only do one very minute fraction of a fraction of something but we can make a share for ourselves in every good work that's taking place we making dua for them what is simple method of gaining our share in all the good that's happening in whichever part of the world. So in this way, there's so much we can earn, and so much good we can do for ourselves, but just a little bit of focus, just a little bit of turning our attention, and inshallah, in this way we'll get our needs of dunya also fulfilled, and the more important needs of akhirat, Allah wa ta'ala bless us with the tawfeeq, wa akhiru da'awana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, make zikr for a few minutes in
0: dua, inshallah. لا إله إلا الله محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وَسَلِم امان ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم يزال الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله La إله illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la illallah la illallah la illallah the la la Inna la ilaha Inna ilaha Inna ilaha إن الله لا إله إلا الله إن الله لا إله إلاه إن الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عمن وانه الله and law 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 الله،, الله الله لا اله ان الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله
1: اللهم لا نحصي عن عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جزال الله عنا نبينا محمدًا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا, أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل اسم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا الا غفرته ولا همًّا الا فرجته ولا حاجةً هي لك رضًّا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوّفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وأتينا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف النعاد اللهم سبّتنا على الإيمان وأمتنّا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب سبّت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب سبّف قلوبنا على طاعتك إلهُ لا إلهَ إلا الله أَوَّلُ مَصِفُ الْمُصِفِّينَ مَوْسِعُ الْمُسْعِينَ مَوْسِعُ الْمُسْعِينَ Allah forgive us ya Allah Allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya Allah Allah forgive our families ya Allah forgive our friends and relatives ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. sallam ya Allah shawayya makhfiratunda ummah ya Allah shawayya rahmatunda ummah ya Allah Remove the difficulties and hardships of the Ummati Allah. Remove the pain and suffering of the Ummati Allah. Allah, you protect the Iman of every Muslim, Allah. Protect the Deen and Islam of every Muslim, Allah. Allah, protect the life, wealth, and honor of every Muslim, Allah. Allahu alameen, Allah. You protect the Masajid, Allah. Protect the Madaris, Allah. Protect the Khanqas, Allah. Protect the Maraqis of Deen, Allah. Allah, protect all the centers of Deen, Allah. All the organizations of Deen, Allah. All the efforts of Deen, Allah. alameen, Allah. You make us among your true and obedient servants ya Allah, make us your loyal servants ya Allah, for too long we have been following in the footsteps of Nasr and shaitaan, ya Allah, ya Allah we have trampled your deen, ya Allah, we have trampled your commands ya Allah, we have so blatantly sinned ya Allah ya Allah, forgive us ya Allah, forgive all our major sins ya Allah, forgive our minor sins ya Allah Make us a true and obedient servant, Ya Allah. Make us a true followers of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Grant us a love of His Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Enable us to live the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, all those are sick, give them shifa-e-kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah Remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ya Allah Those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Those are financial problems Remove with the daafiyat, ya yeah, Allah. Grand in each one's risk, ya Allah. Ran halal and tayyib risk, ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, ya yeah, Allah. Ilahul ya Allah. Allah, give us a tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jamaah, ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, ya Allah. Grant us such a salah with which you are pleased with, ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily, ya Allah. Enable us to make your zikr daily, ya Allah. Enable us to fulfill all your commands, ya Allah. Ya Allah, Allah, at the time of our death take us with La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, 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 Allah. take us on iman e kamil, ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and masu'h, ya Allah. Take us at the time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, ya Allah. Allah wa our gardens of Jannah for us, Allah. Grant us this shahaat, the, the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah give us Jannah to the Firdos without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahu lalameen, Ya Allah. whatever good, Ya throughout the world is taking place, Ya Allah. You accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin Allah. Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah Allah Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah of Rasulullah. Sallallahu Allah, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for, we are also begging for it, ya Allah. whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, refuge from, shall you protect us as well, Ya Allah, Allahum inna nas'aluka min khayri maa sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa na'udhu bika min shari mastaaadaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, anta al musta'an wa alayka albalagh, وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ الْعَلِيِ الْعَظِيمِ وَصَلَى اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ لَا خَيْرِ خَلْقِهِ سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدِ وَعَلِيهُ سَحَابِ معين وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ